I'm still also like struggling and tackling the topic of how to fully accept somebody. I'm wondering what the circumstances or ingredients are for full acceptance of another human being, like taking somebody exactly the way they are. I mean, for me to even start, you would probably have to change the question to how to be a little bit less judgmental and disapproving of another human being. <laughs> well, all, I mean, it all starts with ourselves where, where it's, right. you know, how can, if you're accepting of yourself, then it's probably easier to be accepting of others. But I don't think that this is an evenly distributed thing. I can think of three people so far. Maybe that's true. Maybe my mom is also part of it, although she annoys me as well. But Anthony also annoys me. You also annoy me. But there's very few people, not even a handful of people that I would think I fully accept. And then I go, how did I do it with those people? Because there's so many people I love that I don't fully accept. How did I do it? You So again, maybe this is like semantic hair-splitting, but with, with a handful of people that you do fully accept, do you actually feel like you fully accept them or do you feel like you just give them a lot more latitude and you are a lot more accepting than with others? Yeah, I do think this is hair-splitting. I mean, nothing works at some level of abstraction, right? Even if I say... I unconditionally love my children. We, you could challenge me on this. And we would find a condition where that love would stop. At least for me, if they start molesting, as adults molesting children, my love will stop. And there's going to be something that they're going to do that's going to stop that. But okay, if I, then I can't say anything anymore, right? I can't even say it's sunny because based on what? How do I define sunny? That then becomes difficult to communicate. Every person I know has things I appreciate about them and things that I perceive as weaknesses or less favorable traits of their personality. Mm -hmm. And the difference, I think, is the level of internal criticism that I'll launch when they act out in ways that I dislike about them, mm -hmm. right? So if, let's take, there are many friends that I have that I fully love And when I hang out with them, I really appreciate them. And I never think about them otherwise because I have a life structure where we don't interact every day multiple times. But then when we hang out, if one of their negative traits pops up, I can easily handle it because it's very rare. It doesn't affect me that much, but I will critique it in my mind in that moment. My internal energy will be one of judgment, but I'll push the judgment away and then we'll move on. With the people that I, that I say I fully accept, I have oftentimes way more contact with them. So their negatives and their weaknesses affect me more frequently. But I am okay with that. There's less of an internal criticism every time it happens. And I think it's there's almost like a shift happening where I say all the positives are so much more powerful and valuable to me than the negatives of this person. And I want this person wholesome. Like I'll take, I won't just... I have many people that I accept the blessings to me, but I reject their negatives, their weaknesses, their downsides. What of them you have in your life? Right. Yeah, and, and I cherry pick what I accept. I, like, I say, oh, I'm so good friends with Bob because Bob is so funny. I love laughing with Bob and I enjoy all his fun shenanigans. And every time we hang out, it's adventurous. And I, when I need laughter and lightheartedness, I go with Bob. But Bob is also... Maybe always late, maybe a mess in life, maybe he is not reliable. 
And I don't work with him. I'm not his neighbor. I'm like, I, I have a life where I'm not affected by these things. But if we hang out and we have fun and, and then he disappears and I can't find him, I'll get irritated by that because I don't really accept his weaknesses. I choose to have him in my life for his strengths or for the blessings that he brings to me. And I've managed to build a relationship where the, the pluses are more than the downsides, but the downsides or the minuses are still annoying me. I'm not, I'm not accepting of them. Versus the people that I fully accept are people that have blessings and burdens or pluses and minuses, but I've taken them all in, like wholesome. I'm like, this is who this person is and I love and appreciate them. And so when that person does something negative, it's not that I love it, but I'm not getting irritated or judgmental because I have accepted that. That's just part of the package. I wonder, I know there must be a reason why I do this with some people and why I don't do it with others. But I am not at a level where I understand myself in that regard. I don't know why. When I think about Anthony and Thomas, I've told this story before in other places. When we started Swipe Good Together... It was just after my colossal failure of super cool school and all the mistakes I'd made there. And it started off so nicely. We had such great success. Things were rocking and rolling. I felt so good. And then things started getting more difficult. And the moment things started to get difficult, I went back into an old pattern, which was like just working harder and longer hours, just getting more and more determined, just being a bit more serious, a bit more aggressive. And they went into, well, this is too difficult, sucks. Let's just, uh, let's just do something else. We've lost motivation. And I got really pissed at them. And I almost started critiquing them and pushing them to become like me, which was like when it's difficult, when the going gets tough, just push through it. You can't just give up. This is entrepreneurship. You can't just because it's difficult, you can't instantly lose your interest and be like, ah, let's do something that's more fun. But then I realized that I'm not perfect either and I have many flaws and I've started nagging them and critiquing them all the time and then we're never nagging or critiquing me back. And then I was like, well, number one, it seems like they've accepted me with my strengths and weaknesses. It seems like I want them to change. Like I like their strengths, but I don't like their weaknesses. And then it also seems to me that this is a shitty strategy. I've done this before with my prior venture where I was critiquing everybody and needed everybody to be the way that I was. That didn't work out, neither to my you know, well-being or theirs or success. So this time I need to do something different. I'm falling back into an old pattern. And I thought, if I don't like the way they handle things, maybe we should part ways and I'll do this myself. I was like, I don't fucking want to do that at all. And then I thought, well, maybe I should just let them run the show and I run and do something else. I was like, I don't want to fucking do that either. I was like, all right, well, maybe this time instead of if I want to keep working with them, instead of changing them, maybe I'll just join them. Maybe I just have to change and adopt. Maybe we'll find some middle ground. And it was that afternoon where I was thinking these options through. Then something inside of me clicked. And I don't know how, but I fully accepted them as people with all their flaws and all their strengths. And since then, this is now, this was in 2011. So this is 10 years ago. For 10 years, have they annoyed me at times? Yes. You know, have we argued? Not really often. Like in 10 years, we maybe, I don't even know. We, we never had a really huge argument. Like we maybe had disagreements, I don't know, three or four times that after a couple of days we figured out. But over those 10 years, 
I've lived with their flaws and I've been blessed by all their strengths. And I've always so felt... When you consider, okay, you never had a huge argument in these times, but you had a very real... There's like people with whom you can never have an argument, but it doesn't mean anything. But this is like very intense, very real, very direct, very close, right? Yeah, we, we, we had many highs and lows and we had uh, our sheer number of high stakes crisis. We had very different life journeys. Like usually when your <laughs> paths in life go very different directions, that's when your interests and priorities change and then conflict starts. Because mm -hmm. one person is a parent and wants less risk and less work and more stability and the other person wants to party and travel and wants to go all in and do the craziest stuff because they don't care. And the other person, like they're very different. All of a sudden we have very different lifestyles and priorities. Yeah, it, it is kind of amazing that we hadn't had any big argument in 10 years. I think a really central part to that was that, and this is not just a one-way street. I mean, Thomas sort of accepts everybody at face value, right? Thomas is sort of this supercomputer of a human, you know, when he likes you, he likes you. He's not like the type of person that you know, doctors around at your personality. But Anthony and I are hypercritical human beings and we are so judgmental towards others. <laughs> we are very, very difficult and we can. And But I do believe that Anthony loves and accepts me 100% with all my, he's never, although he has been affected by some of my weaknesses, He has never complained to me about any of them. And he has many weaknesses that I've been affected about. Maybe I've complained a little bit more than him over the years. But net-net, I think the reason why all that was possible is that we truly accept each other. Like we, we're, There's no expectation that we should change. We took each other on fully. Flaws and all. This is the person. I appreciate this person. And when the flaws come out, it's part of the package. There's nothing to whine about. Maybe... I don't know. I, will, I, I, I have many lines of thinking, but no conclusions yet. One line of thinking that pops up for me is the question of, or the line of thinking of, maybe it's the accepting people fully is with people that I feel I've shown my whole self to, and they accepted that, or I am able or comfortable showing my whole self, not just my, and they don't just like the good side of me. My strengths. Maybe it's that, I mean, it's not many humans. And when I think about the people that are fully accepted, it's people that have been tremendous blessings in my life. So maybe you have to be an insanely, <laughs> insane blessing to be afforded the luxury to have these weaknesses as well with me. You know what I mean? Maybe mm -hmm. it's just not something I can grant to everybody that I meet. My thinking when I ponder this question also goes into that direction where it's like, yeah, there's just very few people who, will, who select to give them that status. But then I come back to what you said about PG and I'm like, well, he did that kind of apparently with everyone at uh, YC and probably a lot of people outside of YC as well. So I'm sure he has his flaws as well. I'm sure if you were a VC trying to meet PG, you didn't get a fully accepting and loving person in front of you or some like corporate manager or something. PG just found his crowd, which was young founders, and he loved that crowd so much and he had so much love and empathy that he accepted everybody wholesome, right? Just try to help. I'm not sure how he is in other situations with other people, but to me, it's also the part of this reflects back to self-acceptance because I'm 
least accepting in areas towards other people that I'm not accepting of myself in those areas as well, right? So, you know, I'll give you an example. To me, it's very difficult to listen to people that don't take responsibility. That's something I hate mm-hmm. is when people don't take responsibility. But why? Because I would never accept it with myself. I never allowed myself to push responsibility away. And have I wanted to not be responsible? I'm sure. I can't think of a time. It's so ingrained in my personality by now. But I'm sure there are parts of me and moments where I wanted to just complain and I just never allowed myself because I don't accept that part of me. And so when I encounter that outside in the real world, I have a strong negative rejection towards that because I reject that towards myself as well. Now, it doesn't mean that... I don't think that the logical conclusion is, well, once you accept every part of you, you can just walk. Maybe this is it. You just walk around and you just accept everybody the way they are and you just love everybody. But I honestly don't think that accepting means tolerating necessarily, right? Maybe accepting is even the the wrong word. Maybe it's just fully recognizing, just going, this is who you are and that's fine. But that doesn't mean that you can't tell people, but this action isn't. Right? Well, you have to stop here. Like, here's the, the boundary. I don't think that it's an either or black or white. Either you accept somebody and then they can do to you whatever they want, or you don't accept them. I don't know if it's that simple. I wonder if you can be accepting of people. Like, I ex- like you are in the small circle of people I fully accept with all your weaknesses and weirdnesses, which we too know there are many. <laughs> and, and it doesn't mean that that I don't see those mistakes or I don't see these things. And it doesn't mean that I won't call you on one when you cross a line, when you go too far, right? It just means that when you do it, I'm not outraged because that's who you are or have been up until this point. I'm like, ah, this is expected. I'm not going to get angry. You know, I, I've decided to, to live with some of these things, so I'm not getting angry at them anymore. I know you're trying your best, whatever, it's not a big deal. But it doesn't mean I'm blind to them or, I'm, you know, you could do anything to me and I would always be just like, thank you, you know, and uh, this is amazing because I'm sure from some vantage point, everything is validated that you think I do and we all think I do. Um, it's not that, but I wonder, yeah, I wonder what it takes. I'm sure the amount of positive that the, the whole package, when the whole package is... blessings and 20% negatives, that's easier to take, right? When it's a 50-50 package in front of you. Then I think it's a, how mutual is this? Can I be also my worst self and that person accepts me, right? Has that person loved me fully or is their friendship and love or partnership conditional? So I'm sure it has to be mutual to feel fine and fair to me. Um, And then I'm sure there's a component that's about me in those areas. Although I don't know. I don't know. Because they're, you know, they're, they're, no, I'm not sure. Some of the things that I accept from the people that are in the small circle are things I don't accept in myself. I don't allow myself to do. That's why Mm -hmm. I'm so critical with them. Like, that's why I used to be so critical, but now kind of I'm fine with it. Although I haven't changed Maybe I've changed a little bit. Maybe this is what it is. You know, I've softened on some of the, these mistakes. Actually, this is, a, I think I'm, I might be onto something with this line of thinking because I'm just thinking about my oldest brother right now, right? 
And one of the things I always hated about him was how egotistical he was or how selfish in some some areas of life. And I never, like, I, I really didn't respect that part of him. Although he has many, many strengths and many positives, this was something that I was deeply judgmental about. Mm-hmm. And over the past six months, I've softened on this a lot. And that softening was first internal, first with me. Because there are parts in me, I've not allowed myself to live or act out I as almost, a good system. I almost feel like even a better choice of word than softening would be understanding. Like you understand. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. Understand more where, yeah. I understand where it's coming from. And also, instead of just purely thinking of it as a weakness, I now think about this in a more nuanced way. There, there are positives and negatives to this. Being egotistical, the positive is that you're standing up for yourself that you pay attention to yourself and what you want and you honestly say it to the world. Like one of the things that I really admire about him is that he's willing to say, I want this thing. I know it's selfish. I still want it. Mm-hmm. In ways I would have never had the courage to say, where I would have thought, I want this thing, but it's selfish. I can't say it. If I say it, I have to say it in a way that doesn't sound as selfish. <laughs> you know, like how can I sell this to myself and to the world in a way where we all agree it's not that bad? And then when he would do it, it would really annoy me. And now I'm like, no, that's actually a much more pure and truthful way to, of being. It's acknowledging in this situation, what I'm doing, I don't do for a good reason or for others. Or for, No, the real reason is I just like this and I want it. This means so much to me. It's like, it's worth being selfish for, right? <laughs> I yeah. choose it. I choose to be selfish I, for I this. I choose to ask for yeah. something that will not be looked upon kindly with everybody. And I won't mince my words or try to explain or sell anybody on why it's not that bad. It is, but it is what I want. Now, when I look at it, I go, wow, that's dope. Mm-hmm. So much clear. And I always, I sometimes ask myself how he gets away with some of this shit. <laughs> and, then, and then I thought, yeah, well, it's so clean. You might dislike it, but it's very clean and honest. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would either suppress it and then have inner conflict and unhappiness and resentment, or I would let it out, but in a very timid way and try to like embellish it or try to mask it in some way that nobody could critique me, but people would still feel it sort of selfish. And it was all this falsehood because I was just not courageous enough to speak my truth. And He has many, you know, he has many, he's a man of many flaws, right? (laughs) Just like, Mm -hmm. just like his younger brother. But um, this is one of the things that I went from deeply judgmental about and looking down upon him, like, look at him. He's like a lesser man than me because he's so selfish to now admiring and saying, oh, there's something I can learn here. It doesn't mean I want to live my life like he does or make some of the choices he does but I respect it in a way where I, I didn't. And it's because I've slowly allowed myself to feel these feelings or, and also to recognize and be honest about them. I'm like, well, I'm a human being. This is selfish or this is unreasonable. And it is what I really feel right now. This <laughs> is what I really want. So I have to deal with this in, in some way. Maybe I have to pursue it in earnest or I stop it, but I, I can't suppress it or deceive myself or others around this. And the moment I've 
changed myself internally around this topic, this is not a problem anymore now. He still does it in, in some ways that I would not do myself. It's not like I'm in agreement now with what he does, but, I, but I'm at peace with it. And I've also learned from it. So there's even a appreciation for it. So I do think there's a, a theme in some ways where it's maybe an important ingredient when trying for me to take somebody on board wholeheartedly, completely as they are, and not just parts of them, is that the parts I dislike are not parts that I'm in deep denial or internal rejection of. If I have a very troubled relationship with something inside of me, then it will reflect in the outside world that when I see it, it triggers me. I'm not just saying I don't like this. I'm my body is tensing up. I'm getting angry. I'm getting irritated. I'm getting, you know, arrogant. Like there's some dirty energy that comes out of me. Well, it comes out of me because there was something inside of me that's not okay. It's not at peace. Um, so I think that that might also play into this. But it's a very, it's such an interesting concept. Like what makes us accept somebody? I even remember uh, Fred Wilson from AVC. I think it's avc.com. He was, he used to be a very famous investor blogger. I'm sure he's still a famous investor. Um, he had written about his marriage um, one time. I don't know. It was married for 20 years, for 30 years, whatever, a long time. And he wrote the sort of like the number one reason why his marriage has worked and why his wife and him are still happy with each other and in love is that they fully accepted each other early on in the relationship. I remember reading that that stayed with me. Like when you are married to somebody, they come with baggage. They have some good things that are probably the things that made you fall in love with them and want them. But they also have a bunch of things that are not great, you know, that you will suffer for, that will irritate you, that will anger you, that will hurt you. Can you take them wholesome, the way they are, the full package? Maybe they'll improve. Maybe they won't. Can you accept them? Because if you do, you can live with each other. But if you don't, if you just accept the things you really love or like, and you reject all the things you dislike, if it's kind of a 50-50 battle, an internal battle, then it's always going to stay an external battle and the marriage won't last. That made sense to me. The thing he forgot to write is, how do you do that? <laughs> how exactly How exactly do you do that? And it's not, to me, my experience with the people that I have experienced this with. It was not a mental thing. It was not a thing of will. I couldn't just think, just accept this person. And then, you know, my body, soul, mind and went, okay. You know, it was, it was a moment where that clicked somehow, but I don't know what, I don't know where that lever is, what that button is where it is and how to push it exactly consciously on command. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting question for me to explore and but, learn but more about. This to me is interesting because you said it was a moment. Like for you, it wasn't like gradual. Yeah. Because when, when I thought about it also, I can't say it was one moment, but I can definitely, there are some moments that stand out with the people that I fully accept. And most of the time, it's like moments where it was kind of like pushed at the edge of something. And I pondered and I'm like at the point where I'm like, no, I'm actually, okay, it is what it is and this is okay. Yeah. With Anthony and Thomas, it was definitely a moment, mm -hmm. as I described. With mm -hmm. you, I don't remember the moment. It, it, it definitely happened during our, what, what do you call that, our second bromancing of sorts. 
right? Where we with this kind of like a, a three phases, basically. The first one was when we first became friends in the metaphor of romance. We madly fell in love. You moved from Berlin. You know? <laughs> we started a business. You know, we started a family. We're planning to travel for, for years around the world, kind of madly excited about working together. And then, oh my God, the heartbreak and the anger and the fights and the fuck you and just, and that's it. We split, right? We're not friends anymore. And then we had a second phase where we're like, oh, I kind of regret that that relationship didn't work out. And, you know, maybe I overreacted. Maybe I did some shitty things. Then we came together again and became friends and co-workers. And that was a slower pace, right? It's like, oh, you know, we worked together on small projects and then a bigger one. And then you came full time on and we did, we worked on interesting stuff, right? And you instantly were able to help me do more things. And so we started enjoying really the work we were doing together. But it sort of stayed, it was a working relationship that was sprung out of friendship, but rekindled as a working relationship. Mm -hmm. And once we got through the, the first honeymoon of working together and really liking the work we're doing, then things at work weren't going so well and whatever, whatever. And then we had a challenging working environment for like a year or so. And that really chilled and cooled off our friendship. We really created this big distance and all of a sudden we're boss and employee and just weird between us. And that got better gradually, but it sort of stayed more professional and friendly. And then we had this third wave where our friendship really rekindled and we started opening up again and becoming really friends again. Um, but I don't know, I can't point to a moment where you did something or I thought something and, I, and it, then it clicked and I went, all right, I'm fully accepting Rami now. Like now I, I'll take him wholesome. I don't remember that at least, not consciously. But yeah, it's, it's, there is probably a moment where that happens. You make that decision. Either it's very big and dramatic or maybe it's just a fleeting feeling and then it's just different. But I do believe that, I think you're right that maybe there's a buildup, but there's a moment where we either completely let somebody in or not. Not a day I haven't uh, regretted doing that with you. You know, sometimes it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's coming. It's a it's bad coming. choice. <laughs> it's, it's interesting to me. This is a powerful question, though. What yeah, makes me? Perfect. What makes me accept another human being fully in my life? What What does it take for them? For me? How do I do it? What is the formula? Do I ever really do it? I mean, this is a, it's a powerful question and one I need to and will continue to explore because I don't feel yet that I really understand it.